Welcome to episode 75 of Control Alt Revolt. I'm Nick Cole. And I'm Single White Medusa. Coming at you live in the OC. Having a good time drinking a almond ole from Keen Coffee, one of your faves. Yeah, hold this phone real quick. Sure. I'm going to adjust where I have the recorder so we don't have any major malfunctions. (laughs) Let's hope so. Yeah, because that's a bummer. Let's hope not. That's a vibe kill, man. Yeah. It's a real bring down. Let's bring back 70s lingo. (laughs) It's a real bring down, man. It's a hassle. See, now that my phone doesn't have a case, because my case disintegrated, yeah. it's a slipping and sliding all over the place. <laughs> it's okay. We were going to get you a new case at the Apple Store, but they've gone all Nazi, back to masks instantly, like as soon as they could, they were back on it, and we said, no, nope. oh thanks, we're good. And so we're just going to order one online Yeah. not give them our dollars. Playing the part of John Candy as the security guard was Tino the lesbian. <laughs> so true. I'm sorry, sir. You're going to need to mask up before coming in here. Uh, there's no other store in this entire place that needs a mask. Yeah. Why are you guys getting in early? Oh, it's theater season. Oh, it's theater. And Newsom, Newsom saved. Hey, everybody. Gavin's saved. So we can go back to mask theater. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, you're right, because we kind of expected a couple other stores in there to be requiring it, too. No one else. Nobody. Just Apple. Comment Nobody. Apple. <laughs> Nobody cares. JR knows that one. <laughs> he likes it when I say that to him. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Because Help. everyone it loves it. It helps him. Yeah. <laughs> everyone loves having that told to Because them. it's the truth. Nobody cares. Everybody walks through this life thinking that people care about your problems, and the truth is, is they really don't. I care about people's problems, but well, I get it. Most yeah. people don't. Most people don't. Most people don't. only care about themselves. And so I try to help JR by, re- by reminding him whenever we play Dungeons & Dragons together, and he goes off on one of his stories, which are always very interesting and everything like that. I like to scream in his face, no one cares! <laughs> I did learn that at a job, though. Yes. And not that it was told to me, but somehow I knew. Like, when I was an executive assistant, yeah. I, I don't know why. Like, I kind of knew, like... Even when they would say, you didn't do this right for X, Y, and Z, and I had a good excuse, I wouldn't say the excuse, because I knew that he didn't care, and I would just say, you got it, boss, yeah. I'll do that next time. Because I, like, I, yeah, I had a legitimate reason, but I was like, he doesn't care, he just wants it done right, so like, I didn't burden him with that. Yeah, I learned that in OCS in the Army, Yeah. because what OCS is all about is, is removing um, excuses. Yeah. Because everybody has an excuse for everything, and so they would put you in situations where you would screw up, and then you would invariably like, well, I was doing it because of this, thinking that would get you out of it, and then they would just light you up harder. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, there, there's there's just no excuse. There's either pass or fail. Yeah. And I learned that <laughs> the one time I can think of that I was like a quote-unquote manager kind of a thing when we worked on the census a decade yeah. ago, and... um. You you weren't technically my employee because they wouldn't let you be in my group, but, like, you would sometimes kind of be able to work for me anyway. You were a can-do. You were, like, one of the... If I could get them to let you do something for me, like, yeah, you were great because you would always just get it done. No excuses. And I had, like, one other lady that was like that. And she was just, like, a middle-aged lady, but, like, she just was can-do. And, like, everyone else would, like, give you all these excuses. And you're, like... I love these employees that just get it done and they don't give excuses. So like I get it. Yeah. <laughs> There's something Nothing nice about teaches that. you the logic of no one cares, the truth of it, 
like actually being in a position of leadership. Yeah. And people come to you with their excuses and what you're, you have to sit there and listen politely because you're a leader now. But what you really want to do is scream, no one cares. Yeah, and you get it. You're yeah. like, I get that there's stuff, yeah. but how come these people can just get it done? Like, how come they can rise above the obstacles and figure out a way? Because if you're not figuring out a way, you're just putting more work on my plate, and now I've got to, like, do my job and your job. And like Because yeah. we live in a society right now where basically, and no one in this podcast, everybody's great, Yeah. but I think maybe some of you m- may not have articulated even in your mind, like, what's really going on, but... Over the past 20 years, the concept of wanting has become a virtue. And it's not a virtue. There are other virtues like integrity, faith, honor, love, trust, compassion, courage. Those are virtues. Wanting was elevated to a virtue. And I kind of think it started with the whole live, laugh, love, let's have a bucket list thing. Like, you know, like having a bucket list was a noble thing. And then suddenly you'd meet these 22-year-olds who, who were perfectly healthy and just out of college. They they just weathered college and they had like a bucket list. It's like, no, the concept of bucket list comes from somebody who's dying terminally. As in the doctor said, you should go have some fun because you don't have much longer. Or at least someone who's maybe like 70 or 80 years old and you're like, no, you know. no. You got to get the death sentence. Really? Yeah. Well, I thought it was at least if Those, you're like no, in your latter no, years. No, see that's mission creep. Because that would that's count mission as creep. like death sentence would even if you're 40 and you got a death sentence, you could like go in the 80 year old category because you it know started. you don't it, have a no, whole lot of years Here's how it started. Left. You got a death sentence and then you created a bucket list because the bucket means you're gonna kick the bucket. Yeah, but, but then if you're 90. I no, I know. Then it migrated to people who were just getting older, <laughs> okay. and the end game is 13-year-olds now have a bucket list. They call it a Christmas wish list. Yeah, that's dumb. But they can't believe in Christmas anymore, so they want a <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Mm. Daddy, I want a Nintendo Switch for my bucket list. You know, and like, and 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 then society has like guilted you with enough sitcoms and Hallmark stuff. That if you don't give your child everything that they want, you are a bad parent and you will not get the soundtrack music. No, no, no. You know, you want, you want like the sitcom, you know, like when, when everything works out at the end of the 80s sitcom. Yeah. And it's no, no, no. You know, and you're like, I'm sorry I came down on you so hard, Junior. Here's a skateboard. Thanks, Dad. You're the best dad ever. When really, the best dad ever, when you said, I wanted a skateboard. Your your parents said, go figure out how to get one. Or what is that movie clip? You get nothing and you'll like it. Yeah, Caddyshack. You'll get nothing and you'll like it. That was 70s dads right there. That was everybody. Oh, shout out. Pour one out in the gutter for 70s dads. Because that was exactly what you got when you said you wanted anything. You're like, you'll get nothing and you will like it. And you know what? Then you're like, well, okay. And you went outside and you're like, well, here's a stick. And here's a board, and here's a trash can lid, and guess what? I'm Thunder the Barbarian. Yeah. And you had you had a good time. You and made you stuff to up, be right? Creative, which then, might have helped you as an author. For it example. probably did. Yeah. But now in the '90s, it's funny. People always look at us in this car talking <laughs> into the snowball mic, and they're like, "What the hell are those two freaks doing?" <laughs> but we're doing this. That's what we're doing. And um, you know, and so then then you. Uh, you you went out and you you did your own thing and you made memories and had great times. Now in the 90s, it morphed into if you don't fulfill your child's every wish and dream, you're kind of a bad parent. And then that led to opioids and suicide epidemics. And sort of like if you don't 
totally schedule them from morning right. till night with yeah. activities. And like I would say, they could like, be from molested by the FBI. Yeah. Spoiler: They're still being molested by the FBI. Yeah. Like from my childhood, I had like a really good mix. I had enough activities yeah. that it was really awesome, but I also had a lot of time where I played on my own, which I really enjoyed. And like I, I would say I would have been done not as great of a service if I would have been scheduled from morning to night because I wouldn't have had those great experiences of also like doing my own thing which I really enjoy and actually is a good skill like to not need stimulation from other people every second of the day and to be able to entertain yourself so like yeah I mean I think that's kind of a little overdone I guess you know like and I didn't mean to start off the show with like Nick and Nicole are now old people and they're going to rant about how the oldie timey days were better. But if you really do want to be the greatest parent ever, learn to say no and move out to the country where your kid, like just, hey, you know what? You got to do less, work less, telecommute. I don't know. Move out to the country where your kids can play unaccounted. Because the truth is, is they can't play unaccounted in downtown LA. No. They can't play unaccounted in any kind of urban area because urban areas attract uh, preverts and, and deviants and that kind of stuff. And your kids will get hurt. Will get hurt. Uh, you're not wrong in that. So if you really love them, you know, go homestead. Go go make a new place. You know, find a creek where they can run on down there and, and poke a dead hobo with a stick. And speaking of, you know, taking care of your kids and, you know, taking care of your loved ones and all that jazz, I think you were going to kind of talk about people are gonna have to do something and they're not quite there yet but they're getting close you know with all the stuff where they are attacking people's ability to take care of themselves and especially their families more and more now um yeah like we were just listening last night to tim pool's show and he had jack murphy on as a guest if you guys are familiar And that guy is, like, usually really chill, but very smart, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. He was, like, practically apoplectic. And he wasn't even quite to the point where it was, like, they're not letting me even take care of my family. He was simply at the point of, like, my son, who's really good at baseball, and it's been a really good thing for him, were facing, like, him not being able to do that and not being able to have that in his life. And he was, like, he was freaking out. And he was really miserable. And we were thinking, like... You know, there's all these people that are facing even more than that. Even facing, like, landlords telling them, you're not going to be able to live here anymore if you're not vaccinated. Um, in Florida, that's happening. Or doctors saying, we're not going to treat you if you're not vaccinated or your loved ones. Or, um, you know, let's see. Like, grocery stores, there's been a little bit of talk of that. You're not going to be able to shop in grocery stores. I don't know if that's happening yet, but there's been talk. Don Lemon said it for sure, I know. Um, so if they're that upset by just you're not going to be able to do this activity that's special and wonderful and going to help you in your upbringing like I don't know like you were saying like people are gonna reach a point well I mean what I was going to say about all of that is you're starting to see people push you know we're passing like today like all right so I'm being Nicholas fan. <laughs> you are. <laughs> and you know, the thing is, and then back up and blah, blah, blah. But like every time you want to begin and start talking about a chain in the events, there's like 48 other incidents that lead to that. And they all have to be taken into account. But basically, let's just start with, okay, 
I, I do think I'm, I'm hearing more and more stories and actually watching testimonies of people who walked in and tried to cast their ballot, told that they their ballot had already been cast. They were clearly Republican. And this is not one person. There's like whole stations and everything like that. I went and looked up or single white Medusa looked up her ballot. And it just, it, it doesn't even say... It said your ballot has been counted, but it would not... It tell didn't you who confirm it, yeah. how I voted, which right. is kind of the thing that I would really like to confirm. I mean, it's good to know it was counted and not thrown away. Okay, that's step one. But the equally important step is, well, what was it counted as? Because I'd really like to know that it was counted as what I voted for. A lot of pundits like to, like, race on out and say, uh, you know, the problem is it's two-to-one Democrats and... You know, even on our side, that's the way it is, and stop calling it a rigged election. Except, that's not not actually necessarily the way it is. California has a lot of voting problems. Mail-in voting is not the least of these problems, but it was a pretty big problem, especially when you find out, you know, they're basically printing up batches. the The post office driver from the ele- uh, the elections, you know, that's that's a stunning story. Things like that. But then, you know, the voter rolls haven't been cleaned out. It's it's a massive left wing machine. Um, it's a it's a Democrat supermajority in a state that that literally has tons of people who go out on the roads, go out on the highways. We protest, we do all these things, and you're telling us that we can all we can do is lose election after election. All we can do is lose. And the one time, well, not the one time, maybe, but the time recently where we actually did all the steps to break our state up into three parts because. So many of us are disenfranchised because there are a ton of us that are red. Um, And let's say it's legitimate that we always get voted out by the big cities, which we don't even believe is the case. We think that it's from voter fraud. But either way, like we did all the steps, the legal steps to get it on the ballot. Did we get to vote on it? No, it showed it on the ballot. And then it said this proposition that you would normally get to vote on has been removed because the California Supreme Court decided you can't vote on it. And yeah. it's like, what? These few judges, even though we did all the steps, we should be able to do this. Yeah. Like, we got all the signatures, enough counties did it, all that jazz. Like, yeah. it's insane. The gay marriage proposition is the biggest one. We yeah. voted to to not put down gay marriage, but just to define gay marriage as between a man and a woman. Or marriage is between a man and a woman. They took that case, moved it to the Supreme Court, and and fundamentally made gay marriage the law of the land without it actually ever being a law. That's what happens to us in California. And can I say, my my recollection of that time, and I'm pretty sure this is correct because we were very up on it at the time, um, was kind of when we were first getting more political, even though I was always uh, red-pilled and right-wing, but like when we were really paying attention. Are you based now? I'm super based. I had to ask him today, what does based mean? I keep seeing that word. He's like, red-pilled. I'm like, sweet. I'm based, but I've super always been based. <laughs> super red-pilled, but I've always been that. Yeah, so you're based now. I'm based, and I always have been. But um, let's see. What was I going to say? Uh, what was I saying? I don't know. Welcome to my world. Oh, something about the, the Prop 8 and Prop stuff. Eight. Okay. You talk, because I don't think of it. So, anyways, um, we have a lot of problems. Voter rolls uh illegal like remember illegal aliens get to vote here that's legally counted it's not it's illegally counted but it's considered you can vote so like it's almost impossible for us to win despite this is the kind of representation we want okay i remembered 
So we were paying attention at the Single time. Single White Medusas had a few champagnes. <laughs> I got a free one at uh, the mall when we bought a candle. I guess it's like style week or something. And they're like, champagne? I'm like, sure. <laughs> and Nick took one and then he poured me his because he doesn't drink. So, um, So we were paying attention at the time. Here's my recollection. There was no gay marriage. I believe Massachusetts voted on it first, if I'm not mistaken. Somewhere e- like in the Northeast. Um, they voted no. So that was cool. I believe we were second. We voted no. But our messed up Supreme Court decided they wanted it to be a different outcome. And they overturned our vote. And I feel like basically once that happened... It started happening, like, all over the country, and then there was gay marriage everywhere. Like, boom. Like, pretty quickly, and the Supreme Court eventually, like, you know, went in on it. But I feel like that was Kind of how, like, point. Dick Cheney's daughter became a lesbian. Yeah. She was uh, working in the fashion industry, and she caught gay. <laughs> but the point is, when, every, when it was just everyone's votes, our country wasn't voting for it. But we had a few judges decide they knew better and somehow they managed to turn the tide in the entire country that's my recollection of it but that's yeah. that's messed up that's messed up that's not the way that it's supposed to be in our that country. is not the way it's supposed to be so jumping back onto the train of of the prequel and what single white medusa was setting up about some of the things i wanted to rant on i don't want to rant we just have long form discussions and everything like that and but so you know again we get disenfranchised on the election and immediately the day after, we're told, okay, gyms, bars, all this kind of stuff in the major cities. The, and it's funny how all the cities immediately start the same stuff. You know, oh, you're going to need passports, you know, the day after and all this kind of stuff. We're okay. We're down in, you know, the Kentucky of California, so we're cool. Except for Apple. Except for Apple. Tino there. <laughs> the front door, keeping COVID at bay. You know. I want to be like, you could use a few laps around this place, Tino, to keep COVID at bay. True that. But Tino's got her thing worked out. So, um, so we're there. So then you listen to Jack Murphy last night, and and, and he's part of that, you know, um, culture of, I, I want to be a good parent. I want to give my kids everything. And, and Tim Pool rightly jumps in, and, you know, people may say things about Tim Pool, and they're true. And people may say other things about Tim Pool, and maybe those are true. But one of the things you can't dispute about Tim Pool is that he is a success in a new burgeoning industry. And when you look at people who are successful, and I imagine many of you have this same thing because you're successful in what you do, is that what you find is, is a common denominator among successful people is that they are willing to sacrifice for success. And so they were talking about the vaccine and not getting it or getting it or whatever. And, you know, Jack Murphy was basically saying, I have to have my kid get it so that he can play baseball. Otherwise, his life will be ruined. And it's like, and Tim Pool was saying, no, his life won't be ruined. And, and being told no for good reasons is enough. You know, like you will actually forge more character and you will make them more success. And Tim was able to illustrate in his life you know, how the times that he just sold everything and went and, and made documentaries and blah, 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 has led him to this position. And the other side, the people who want freedom, you know, that bucket list of freedom that you want so bad and you get up and you talk about it and you have groups and you do all these things. But do you ever sacrifice for freedom? And that was the point that Tim was making to Jack was like, you're still trying to give your kid everything 
and have your cake and eat it too. And, and I do think that's a fundamental problem in America is we have a lot of people who are talking about freedom. And that's good. That's good. And a lot of people are fine with that chatter and that noise. But we are rapidly approaching a moment where you are going to actually need to do something about freedom. You are actually going to need to sacrifice for freedom. The founding fathers signed that document knowing that their lives were over. They didn't think it was going to turn into America. They thought they were going to get mollywhopped, Walt Robillard name, word, <laughs> uh, by the British. But they did it anyways because it's the right thing to do. You know, and so that's that's kind of where we're at. So now we're at vaccine passports, and that's not enough. Now we have landlords in Florida saying, <clears throat> if you don't get the vaccine, you have to be moved out. We have the people saying, hey, if your kid doesn't get the vaccine, he can't join the military. He can't go to the four-year university. He can't play baseball. We they're They're now forcing people with their back to the wall. And the reason the interview with Jack and Tim is good to listen to is because Jack was literally coming apart at the seams because it's an impossible choice for some people. It really isn't. You just make the choice to do right and things will shake out on the other side of that. I'm not saying it's going to be pleasant. I'm not saying it's a sitcom where you're going to get everything and freedom. You might lose some things, but you will get freedom. If you insist on freedom, you will get it. You may have to sacrifice things to get freedom. But that's the moment we're approaching now. And, and the thing that scares me is you have Anafad on the street. BLM's being very quiet right now because, of course, because they got their, their wishes. Um, but they'll come back in a heartbeat. But you now have this pressure from all aspects of society that you either get this vaccine or you're going to become a second-class citizen. You are going to be forced out of your place to live. You are going to be forced out of your place to work. You know, just hammering people. And you are moving people to the conclusion of they will unwillingly submit. That will cause so much bitterness, resentment, and rancor. That'll bite you in the ass down the line. But what I really think in the case of the landlord in Florida, down there in Single White Medusa, was saying, you know, I would just try to live in his house, live in his apartment. And not pay rent. And I said, well... And that's not me, by the way. I would never normally say that. I was just saying, if you're literally trying to tell me you're going to force me to move out because I won't get a vaccine that I think is going to hurt me, then I would say that. But I'm just saying, I would never normally say don't pay rent. This whole no, eviction I, moratorium bothered me that people were taking I'm trying to say, that, like, but... if anybody does that, it's open season on yeah. them. Yeah. And, you know, my, my, my solution is that dude walks off the roof at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so and I, like I admit more. that mine's extreme and I am not advocating that. I am telling you that is about what that is, what is about to happen. A lot of people who are playing Tino at the grocery store, playing Tino at the doctor's office, who think that they are getting virtue points for marginalizing people, for segregating people, and for denying them health, medical, food, opportunity, life, liberty, Place and the live. pursuit of happiness, a house. Like, they don't realize, like, you are about to be on the receiving end of accidents, quote-unquote. You are about to get shot. You are about to get hurt. You are about to see people form fire teams and learn how to conduct an assault on a fixed position to get groceries. 
because their fan and if you don't think that when their family is starving and they've been denied going to this store and that store and they're now in some sort of bread line down in a dirt parking lot you don't think they're going to take those rifles and they're going to form an assault team and a support team and they're going to take that grocery store and people are going to die in that you don't think people are going to walk into a liquor store with a gun to get all the power bars that they can get that stuff is going to happen and the useful idiots are sitting there thinking that they're covered in some thin veneer of society that society is going to look out for them when really in reality if i could convey anything to both sides about what is about to happen the people enforcing the nazis the little hitlers of the railroad i really wish you would listen to this you are about to get seriously hurt because people are forced back backs to the wall they're coming apart at the seams they're frightened they're afraid and this is not australia these people have guns and they have skills and they're going to use them this is coming this is coming and the saddest thing of this the sad the, the, the saddest thing about this entire thing is this all gets fixed if the landlord says these people who are renting from me pay me money the government only takes money from me by taxing and licensing and you know all these things that i have to pay for the city the government just takes and then it turns around to that landlord it turns around to that restaurant owner it turns around to that school and says you enforce our bad policy and then the people have they can't strike back at the small armies that these politicians have surrounding them their mountaintop fortresses and i'm going to disabuse them of that notion by the end of this but in the interim they're going after the little hitlers of the railroad this is going to be happen and, and this is going to happen and the and the saddest thing about this is and let's let's wrap this up in the persona of the face of hillary clinton let's just use that as sort of the overstate persona who are making these decrees they are sitting there laughing at the whole thing because they want both sides to die they want the useful idiots to die and they want the excuse to come and get the fire team that went into the ralphs to get groceries use the police hopefully some of the police get killed in the shootout and more people die because you have to look at it these people are committed to world depopulation they do not want to be obligated to the debts that they have incurred they do not want to take care of you they resent you they call you mouths they're in a lot of debt and they're afraid of resources because that's what greedy people do and they want to make sure you stop wasting the resources on blue slurpees and nintendo switches and little league outfits and they want to repurpose everything for themselves and their utopian society they do not think that you're on their side little hitlers of the railroad they are hoping that you die now the easiest solution to all of this is that we all stop we stop the enforcement we stop if you want to get the vaccine go great get it but no one's enforcing it anymore that's a personal choice we stop the segregation and we all realize we are on the same side we are against them we are against the people that are trying to poison us kill us control us tax us rape us loot us molest our children through the fbi looking the other way on people like larry nasser and jeffrey epstein and we start working together it is us versus the establishment the establishment is the media the establishment is the technocracy 
the establishment is the alphabet agencies and it is most likely the government because I don't see many people in government right now doing a damn thing about two stolen elections doing a damn thing about the joint chiefs of staff leading commander literally committing treason what we saw General Flynn get hauled into court for far worse literally telling the Chicom enemy of America that we will not attack you and he will warn you and we're told oh, oh that's just that's just pro forma that's just procedure there's nothing to worry about there little people you don't want to see how the stakes are getting cut yeah we actually do because we have a big suspicion that you're cutting the stakes for yourself and you're not giving us anything you're telling us to eat plant-based meat yeah the bill gates the known eugenicist him and his dad both uh have formed companies for and made and want you to eat and want you to eat the bugs they don't want to eat that stuff they want to eat the best yeah but they, they want, want they want you, you to live to in the pod and eat the bugs and they hope you die and here take this vaccine and all that kind of stuff the the, the crazy thing is we all have the power to stop this together right now actually today to insist on your freedom right now and to enforce your freedom i walked up to the apple store Tino said, I'm not getting in without a mask. And I said, pass. And I went and ordered one on Amazon. I'm never wearing a mask again. I'm not getting the vaccine. Now, this is what's going to happen next. Right now, we're at the, our patience is getting thin. Now you're going to do it. The camps are coming. They're going to use the little Hitlers of the railroad because despite the brilliance of my plea, despite the passion of my plea, the little Hitlers love being the little Hitlers. Tino has purpose standing at that door. She is a fat, overweight, shaven-headed lesbian who couldn't have gotten a normal job 20 years ago because she looks like a freak. She has tattoos. She has all the things that corporate culture don't want. But now that corporate culture has been captured... She has a purpose. She has, she's, like, she's like the average German who got a Nazi uniform and then suddenly felt like they had power. I was talking to a JAG lawyer the other day, and he was just talking about a lot of the non-judicial punishments he's having to write up lately. And he was just telling me about how when you have an officer, an NCO, investigating a crime, you get good ones who really do a great job with the investigation because that's how it works in the military. Um, but that sometimes you get people that that literally commit war crimes in the pursuit of of trying to find you know what what is the equivalent in the army there are crimes and 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 you have to have, you have them investigated and so like literally some ncos and officers can get so carried away that they commit actual crimes in the pursuit of trying to figure that out because they've suddenly been given a sense of power. And this goes back to the Stanford prison experiment where they took college students and called them prisoners and they took other college students and called them guards and the guards went nuts. They went nuts with power. They were torturing people. And that's what we're having with the Tinos. They get a thrill of standing at the gate and keeping you out because finally they've been ostracized because of their freakishness and their life choices and all of these things and now they're told they are the culture and any chance that they get to enforce it and say no and blah 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 great i'm gonna go buy from somebody else you know but it's do i think i'm gonna bankrupt apple nope i don't but 
we think, for example, that probably maybe about 50% of the people feel like we do. Even if a few of those have been vaccinated, for example, maybe they're now realizing, whoa, you're going to start forcing me to get booster shots. Maybe I don't want to get any more. Or uh, maybe I'm not comfortable with mandates, even if I wanted to get the vaccine. So the point is, there's probably at least about half of us that feel this way, if not probably more. If we all voted with our wallets, like that would actually do something, but everyone has to do it that, that is against this tyranny. And like, I do think because especially like these corporations, they really are ruled by greed first and foremost. And for some reason, it sounds like they've dis- they've realized lately that if they go on the woke side, they think like they're on the safe side and they'll, they won't get the boycotts on the, the lefty side and whatever. If we do that, if we boycott, they will realize they can't do that and they maybe need to be more apolitical at least. That's my guess. I think I think that absolutely works. I think that's the only step we have left before the final step. Um, and we all have to do it. And you can do it just by saying no at every turn and learning to sacrifice. Yeah, you want to go see the latest movie, but if they don't let you in, just say, well, I'll go do something else. You will have to give up things to have freedom. But if you give those things up, you have a better chance of having freedom than continually acquiescing, doing what they want, and then grumbling about it. You will grumble yourself all the way onto that train. And as Dr. Zelenko says, hey, they don't need trains anymore. They have the death shot. That's going to do it to you. So, you know, it's time for that. But I would just say this. You are all, uh, I don't even, like, you don't have to listen to any of those appeals or anything like that. And, you know, we can have a fun show. And I was actually going to talk, someone asked me a question about um, editing. And I was going to answer that question. I'll I'll try to answer that question later this week because we kind of got off on this tangent. But I would just say this. I don't really worry about what I'm saying here because I know something. And the thing that I know is you are going to reach this place where you realize they are trying to kill you. They are trying to kill your freedoms. They are they are not being above board. And given no response or reason or negative stimulus or an act of God, they are not dissuading themselves from turning four booster shots into 16 booster shots into one booster shot every month, two pills, and an anal suppository. They they will never be satisfied in telling you how to live and control your life. And that means that they've got to every day remove a new freedom, create a new injustice, quote unquote, for everybody to be upset about so that more freedoms can be removed. You are going to reach a point, everyone is going to reach a point where you realize you have nothing left to lose but to sacrifice everything in order to get your freedom back. My only hope is there is something left to sacrifice, but you will arrive at that. Some of you are already there. Some of you realize this is not getting better without action. Do not go to the FBI Jamboree rally this weekend. That most likely will result in a false flag event. That is for optics to show how bad the domestic terrorists that we all are, that George Bush called us, that is not the way to do it. Do not participate in that. Don't even go online this weekend. That is a setup. 
that is the alphabet people you can smell them all over it if we all denounce it now if we denounce it in in advance then we defang them but we are all reaching a point where there is no turning back and i can tell you on that side they're not relenting they're they're doubling down this time next year we will be australia and that's something that you need to think about what is your line what is the thing that you're not going to live anymore under that tyranny that you're going to start sacrificing by just saying nope i'm not participating nope i'm leaving my job nope i'm going out into the streets and i'm going to find these politicians and i'm going to do what blm and antifa did to our politicians i'm going to make them uncomfortable i'm going to make their life miserable i'm going remember remember how oh we found Rand paul in a restaurant oh we found this press secretary in a restaurant oh we're out in the streets oh we shot in front of their house are we doing that no we're not doing it you know what we do we say ah another injustice and we click on that and we comment and we talk about freedom and patriots and the blood of and all these kinds of things but we don't do what they do we don't make them uncomfortable for these things they are fully comfortable they are not worried and so they just keep moving along with the plan moving everybody onto the trains knowing that they are going to win know that they are winning you out winnowing you out know that people are like i'm done i'm collapsing i want to go see green day i'm gonna i'm gonna get the jab i want to go to vegas i want to go to hawaii i'm gonna do whatever it takes you know like and then in the end you will have nothing and you will have no recourse because you fought for nothing in whatever way you can today fight in some way make them miserable teach them to be afraid to abuse you do not relent on one more freedom because spoiler you are going to reach a moment where you actually realize you have to do this and that's the podcast